Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we are redrafting the 2019 NFL Draft. Not the most quarterback-heavy draft, but a lot of really good players in the trenches, especially the pass rushers. There's a lot of special linebackers as well. Guys on the offensive side of the ball, the wide receiver class was incredible at the top. Some running back scene where they go as well. Sprinkling in a lot of different skill positions to some trench guys throughout that first round. But what we're doing is taking that hindsight, that revisionist history, if you will, and seeing how different the 2019 NFL draft maybe should have gone, knowing what we know now about how these players' young careers have turned out. I'm Trevor Sykema. With me, as always, is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. On today's episode, we are redrafting the 2019 NFL Draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of players and new destinations, some fan bases that we can create some beautiful fake realities for, but it's going to be a wonderful time over the next hour, hour, 15 minutes, however long it takes us to record this podcast. Before we get to that, though, my friend, I have a little bit of a smile on my face. You do? Because... Thank my stars the Lightning somehow pulled out game three of this series because if I had to log on to this podcast (laughs) with the Rangers up three to nothing, buddy, I would have told you you have to intro it and you basically got to make every pick. So I'm glad that uh, I have a little bit of life here in a 2-1 series for my Bolts and your Rangers. We certainly got ourselves a series. There's no doubt about that. And I'll say this. One, it was never going to be easy, I think, for either side. So for me to be – I was – when you lose with 60 seconds left under 60 seconds left you're always crushed in the moment crushed but then when you kind of collect yourself you're like you're not beating the back-to-back champs in four games and on the lightning side of it too i mean everybody knows the rangers have been playing everyone tough and it was i was joking with you we were texting everybody thinks that we were were totally going at it right now meanwhile we were texting (laughs) it was so funny during the game to watch me tweet anything positive about the rangers and the Bolts fans that I probably got from you as followers <laughs> right. destroying me. One said I'm I'm a June hockey fan. Meanwhile, I'm at the Garden like every other night during the fall whenever Wait, did, I don't have to work. Did somebody, call you, you, did somebody call you Leopard Boy? Because you somebody called like me a- Leopard Boy, <laughs> and I was like, how is this even an insult? I choose to wear this. And then I go into your mentions, and it's people that follow you from me killing you. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is how you know. Bad game for the refs. Uh, oh, dude. Ref show broke out. Terrible calls on both sides. It was a type of hockey game that could have been a lot more fun, but it felt like it was being stopped every three minutes for fandom calls. And every everyone's mad. Lightning fans are furious. <laughs> Rangers fans are furious. <laughs> and here we go. We uh, The Rangers are up 2-1 as you and I record this. And, buddy, we are in for a long one. Dude, this is, such a, this is such a fun series, too. And, obviously, guys, yeah. we, we'll, get to, we'll get into the question of the day. We'll get into the football talk. But, uh, no, this, this series is a lot of fun for us. I know a lot of people who have listened to this podcast have waited for the emotion. And I think at the beginning of the pod – I'm pretty sure when we last recorded, it was last Wednesday. So we didn't even have a game played yet. So this is like the first reaction that people have to us. And uh, dude, Shesterkin's unbelievable. Like him and Vasilevsky, I I tweeted this out during the game. These are the best two goalies in the world. These are the best two goalies in the world right now going at it. The Rangers and the speed, the aggression, everything's unbelievable. This team can absolutely win a cup. I hope they don't you know personally but i mean like they've got the talent to do it man and this i i was hoping 
you know, it's funny. Like, obviously, I, I want my team to win. That's why I don't want them to go down and lose on series. Sure. But I wanted them to especially win game three because I just like watching good hockey. And like when the Lightning were playing yes. well, when the Rangers are playing well, like this bad boy could go six or seven games and it's going to be good ass hockey from here on out. And that's just, that's what I'm excited about. It's fun. Obviously it's fun that I get to have a little bit of a friendly rivalry with you oh, yeah. while it's going on. But uh, as long as the refs stay the F out of oh, the way, they're not, but we're going to yeah. have a good series. We're going to have, no, a good it's, series. it's awesome. It's like watching a different sport. When you watch the Western conference final, where there is no goaltending, there's no defense. The Jeez. The skill from the forwards, obviously McKinnon and, and McDavid, and really it's deeper than that, is unbelievable. But it's, yeah. it's like watching a different sport, and then you watch the Lightning and the Rangers really grind it out, where as much as I, as we sit here through three games, not as much as we sit here and record Sunday, but overall I feel like the Rangers have controlled the series. It totally. goes through how experience, totally. it shows you how experienced and how good the Lightning are in this moment that they almost tied it in game two at the end i mean one bounce away really and they came back and won in game three i just man it just feels like this is it's gonna be really really long and ironically you and i are gonna be traveling when the series starts to reach its peak towards right. the end where i'm gonna be up in montreal you're gonna be ironically in new york then i get back from montreal while you're still in new york we're getting together and it would be the <laughs> night before we are getting dinner before there would be a game seven so if we were mayhem. both in New York for game seven, we might've had to live stream it. We might've yeah. just, we yeah, might've had to live stream content. the whole thing. That would have been, that been content. great content, but look, you know, we're, uh, we're being too positive. I hate you. I hate your team. I hope you guys yeah, lose. No, I despise you. <laughs> I've, ne I've never liked you. The only player on the lightning I, I don't actually. like is Pat Maroon. I like everyone else's um, like unbelievable. I saw I saw your tweet that like he turns into a fish when when Ryan Reeves comes around. But like, kills everyone else. No problem. <laughs> no problem. And then I love like all the people that I follow that hate the Rangers, which is mostly everybody in the universe, by the way. Uh, you know, Devils fans. And I'm not. I don't hate you. I understand you hate the Rangers. It's okay. I totally get it. They're like I saw so many people the other night tweet. Well, Reeves better be careful. Maroon's a big guy. They fought this year. I'm like, oh. this is, you know, nobody watches regular no, season. No, 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 no. Maroon is this is this is where people get, this is where people get it mixed up. Maroon is just an instigator. Man. Oh yeah, he's just an instigator. Like I don't even think, obviously, like he has fought before and he's been in plenty of fights. But like at this point, I don't even think he wants to fight. He just wants to instigate. Yeah, he wants to get under your skin and cause problems. So and that's, he is, he's 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 got to know your role. He's one of those players. Every team's every good team's got him. When he's on your team, you love him. Love. You love him. He's literally anywhere else. Hate the dude. So I love gonna... Jacob Truba. When the Truba train, oh, when the Truba train rolls, oh. and now he had a bad day. He had a bad day. <laughs> but usually, when the Truba train rolls into town and takes another victim, everybody's like, "I." I Shout out, shout out to Pittsburgh media right now, who they're still thinking about him. I see a tweet <laughs> every other week. Uh, but I get if he wasn't on my team, I'd hate the guy. So hockey's hockey's too hockey, much fun, man. Hockey. No matter who wins. Uh, whether it's the Lightning or the Rangers, we can only hope that Colorado sweeps this next series and has what happened to the Lightning where they've just got like a week and a half off and then they don't Insane. care because 
that team looks like a goddamn locomotive. Oh, they're a wagon. Oh. They are, man. I, I, yeah. I went, I went when they came into town against the Rangers, and they whooped them. The, the they, they whooped them. So this Stanley Cup final, no matter what it is, if it's if it's New York or whether it's Tampa going up against Colorado, it's gonna be fun as hell. But we got yeah. a lot of games, we got a lot of uh, animosity, and we've got a lot of tweets that apparently are gonna piss people off before. Yeah, we get to that point. I want it's all in good fun. I want everybody to remember that if you're listening and you tweeted it, Trevor and I very, uh, yeah, very right. in anger. There's no hard feelings. I, no, even if I tweet back at you, it's, it's Twitter. No hard it's, feelings. What did, uh, what did K, KD said? KD has some great thoughts on Twitter. There, uh, he, there's one famous KD meme that basically says, oh, you're being emotional online. Oh, can't be emotional yes, online. yes. Can't yes, be emotional yes, online. Yes. So, you can't, all right. you can't get emotional online. Hey, before we get to the question of the day, and it's a two-parter, so we got two people mm, involved in buckle this. Buckle up. Uh, got to let people know that uh, Sweaty Sack Summer is approaching. <laughs> it's back. And it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch, folks. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. These boxers, softest fabric of any underwear. It's so breathable. It's like gills for your groin, okay? They even trademarked the phrase jewel pouch. It's literally trademarked in the copy right here. They have the trademark symbol. That's how you know it's serious. I think it's time that you invest in your family jewels, so let the bulge breathe a little bit. Get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code PFF at manscaped.com. Dad, you can buy it for yourself. Son, you can buy it for you or your dad. Father's Day is coming up. I don't know if that's weird for you, but you could make it a Father's Day gift. That's fine with me. Dad probably love it, honestly. Ladies, you can buy for your man too. And dog dads, y'all deserve some love as well. 20% off and free shipping with the promo code PFF at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, PFF, manscaped.com. Once you buy the Boxer 2.0 and you let him touch your sack, you are never going to go back. The two-parter. It's a, yeah, what do you, you know, got? This is, a, this is a question of the day that has stood the test of time. I think this is this is an oldie, but we have not discussed this on the podcast yet. First one, this is from Andrew, who I believe is a sex addict. He's an addict. Yeah. Is cereal soup? Connor? No, absolutely not. This is no. No. Number one, and I don't know if this is a hot take. Soup has to be hot. It's not soup if it's not hot. I don't know if that's a hot take. There's some people that are gonna have some kind of well, actually, to me. And what I about, respect what about, that. What about gazpacho? Not soup. It's its own thing. It's what is it? Category. What do you mean? What it's is gazpacho. it? It's gazpacho. It's not soup. It's a soup. It, all right, now, now I got to Google. Is gazpacho soup? I don't think so. Yeah, but if so, then we get real complicated wow, right that here. That comes up right away when you just type is G-A-Z. <laughs> well, there's it, not many other. Yeah, that's, many other that's a good point. <laughs> so it does it's say it's a classic cold Spanish it soup. It is a... So, Cold. I think I just got owned by Google. Either way, cereal is not a soup. Um, it's not because there's plenty of people that eat dry cereal, first off, but cereal with milk is not a soup. It's not. Cereal with milk. No way. You're not actually considering that this is a soup. There's look, no way. Listen, dude, look, look, look. I'm a simple man, okay? I got to believe in the science. I can believe in okay. what I see here. Cereal might be a soup. Oh, it stop! Be, it. Might, it might be a soup, brother. It's got the liquid element. It's got the solid element. You could eat it whenever you you can eat it in the morning. You can eat it at night. Shoot, you could even eat it for lunch. I've seen Alyssa eat it for lunch. I've seen Good her eat snack. it for lunch. At that point, it's soup. No. Okay, so for the the crazy people that dip that dip Swedish fish in Coke, 
Is that Whoa, a suit? Wait, what? Is that a suit? Whoa, wait. People you are doing People do this. This is a thing. thing. People no, dip okay, like gummy right, okay. whoa, 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 related candies and soda. Set the table for me. Are they pouring no. soda <laughs> Maybe. into a bowl <laughs> and then funny. pouring Swedish fish and then eating it with a spoon? Because if so, then I'll take back every word I just said. <laughs> so those heathens uh, that's can't crazy. even have a, 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 a footing to stand on. No, I don't know. If they do, that's really next level. But I just think we're we're really crossing into the territory. We're crossing into a bad territory if we call cereal a soup. Listen, every day we stray further from God's light, and uh, oh, we're gone. Today's we're long another gone. one of those days. Wait, so okay. what was the two-parter of Pat, this disaster? Pat asked. Pat asked this when Pat asked to follow up. Big shout out to Pat. Big shout out to Pat. How do you eat your cereal? Meaning. Does the liquid go first and then the cereal, or does the cereal go first and then the liquid? It has to be the cereal because depending on how hungry you are is how big of a bowl you pour, mm. and then the milk balances with the cereal. It doesn't go the other way. You don't go, well, I'm really, really hungry. Let me fill a gallon bowl with milk and then top <laughs> it off with cereal. That one is even, that's even more defined than the soup one. There's no way. And also, isn't it Splash? Like, if you fill a bowl with milk and then you dump your cereal in. Now, I'm a little barbaric in the kitchen. I'll be a little honest here. I'm not exactly the smoothest. Hey, you got to get your hands dirty sometimes. I'm not the smoothest guy when it comes to eating and preparing. <laughs> um, and boy, do I hear about it. But <laughs> but I just, I mean, right? Imagine pouring all that cereal and your milk splashing no, up. I, look, I can't, I can't imagine it because if you pour the milk first, you need to put yourself under citizen's arrest. I don't know. I don't. It is your. It is your civic duty to yeah, what arrest are you doing? yourself. You. You need. You have to go to prison. That's. That's. That's the only solution I have here. If you put the milk first before the cereal, it's heathen tendencies, and you just. You need. We need you off the streets. We really do. That's. That's the only thing I have to say about that. There's some things in life that I'm fully convinced are a bit like the internet really runs with them. Like, I'm not actually convinced anybody really believes the Earth is flat. I think they really have everybody, like, hoodwinked or, like, tricked, where they're like, oh, I really got them here, and they're clowning me. <laughs> Milk before the cereal is one of those things. It's bad. It's bad. It's what's a bad you, one. What's your favorite cereal, by the way? Do you have a favorite cereal? Ooh, that's... Are you a big like, cereal? Are you a big cereal? You, when I was a kid in, in college, I was not anymore. I never have cereal anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't not, really either. Cereal is awesome. The best cereal of all time is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Very chalky answer. It's. I accept it. It it's is. One of the, it's one of the expect the the acceptable ones. Mine is peanut butter Captain Crunch, but good one, very good one. Um, uh, peanut butter cups. Oh, Reese's. Really good. So, so here's yeah. so, so here's the thing. One of the goats. I did you. So when you say you ate cereal growing up, did you eat it like in the morning, like like a normal person? Like I did. Yeah. Like I, that? I wasn't really like allowed to have cereal like at like dinner or lunch as a young kid Dude, I, I wasn't allowed to have cereal like at all yeah but then when it got to a point where it was like revealed that it was like hey this is really just sugar in a bowl my right. mom my mom was definitely like uh yeah we're gonna I, go with we're I gonna go with like eggs or toast <laughs> what <laughs> so, happened in my house yeah so i feel you we i mean you and i are the, pretty much the same age where like we definitely went through the same stages of like, there's probably younger kids listening to the show that are like, oh yeah, duh. And there's probably older guys listening to the show that are like, oh yeah, no, cereal was like full throttle growing up. The thing I mean, was, it was easy. 
Right. Like, right. Like you could you could sleep in a little bit later. Yeah. And you could just you could just eat some cereal and then pop off to school. But my mom never made it that simple. Instead, she was like, "No, you can't have cereal unless it's a dessert because it's all sugar and you can have it like after dinner." So that's the only time I could ever have cereal. And what I would have to do for breakfast is like we wouldn't have enough time. Like I'd have to wake up super early to make an actual breakfast, like eggs and bacon and toast or whatever. And so I was like, okay, like, I don't want to do that. I want to sleep in later. And so, like, I'd try those breakfast Hot Pockets, which I don't know how I'm alive after eating breakfast Hot Pockets. They're horrible. They're, like, the worst things ever. Like, the cheese and eggs and ham one sounds great in theory. Does not come out the way that you want to. No. It does not look like the box. I'll say no, that. No, it doesn't look like the box. Trust me. Your boy was sitting in, in second period in class just – or whatever what whatever it would have been called when I was in like third grade and I was just like the stomach was screaming. Don't do Dude, that. Dude, for the bro. for the longest time I didn't eat breakfast. Like wow. when I was really young intermittent parents, fasting? You're saying you were on the cutting not edge? Not intentionally before that was even known. <laughs> I, like when I was really young, obviously your parents make you eat breakfast before you go to school. But I think when I got to like probably like high school ish age or definitely college when you really just do whatever the hell you want, I'd be like, I don't have time for this. I'll have like half a banana. Mm. But I, I'm just like, I'm not really that hungry. Now as an adult, I eat breakfast every day. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you gotta do it. Gotta and we're, we're in the work from home life. So it's like, okay, let me, I'm not in a rush. Like when I was in the New York hustle and bustle, when mm. I moved down here and it's like, yeah, I've been up since one and I got to be back at work by eight. And that's not counting commutes or anything. It was like slap on sh like shower clothes, brush your teeth and get out the door and eat at the office. But now that we're in the work from home life, it's like, I can make myself pancakes. Like there's, it's different world we're living in. Wait, it really did you, is. Hold on. Now, now I want to know because I don't, I don't know the answer to this. When you moved closer to the city, were you working a job that wasn't sports, or was BR? No, it, was, you... it was BR. So, okay, okay. Yeah, was, it was. It was. Always I was wondering BR. if you were like a like a like a Wall Street guy. Like if you no, were just like close. Straight Wall Street. Um, not that bad. I could have gone down that road. When I was interviewing out of college, I had two job offers that were related to my degree, which was business. Uh, nice. sales, marketing, all that, you know, wearing a suit and tie and talking the talk of or the VR job as a research assistant. And those two were for a lot more money than the sports job. But <laughs> I was like, all right, time to be poor and have fun rather than be normal and, and not have any fun. So I'm really happy that road I chose, but it was close. It was yeah. a good question. I was I'm real close. I'm, cer I'm certainly glad that uh, you made that decision. As I well, would not be sitting here. That's for sure. To, now we get to do this podcast together. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's get to the redrafting of the 2019 NFL draft. This was a stacked draft, guys. There's yeah. so much talent here for this draft. It's going to be a lot of fun to look by. What we're going to do is we're going to use the same order as 2019. And of course, you have to use hindsight, right? Like hindsight is what makes this exercise fun. You get to see how good players were. That's the point of redrafting them. But you also kind of want to put your yourself in the shoes of the teams that were drafting him at the time they were drafting him. So we're not going to go too deep in the butterfly effect. Like, Oh, well, if they would have drafted this guy, then they wouldn't have been drafting as high for the next couple of drafts. But yes. It's not going to get, it, it's not that deep. Just go it's back the, in time. That's it's it. a little bit of hindsight. Right. But it, yeah. it, it's, it's not that deep before we dig into it though. Got to tell people that the NFL stock exchange pod is brought to you by cash app. Cash app is the easiest way to sit, to send, spend and save your money. You could draw, you can, Send a request money from your friends when they owe you for dinner, drinks, literally anything. Because besides just sending money back and forth with Cash App, you can invest in stocks with as little as $1, as well as buy, sell, and send Bitcoin as well instantly. 
Cash App also lets you design your own debit card completely free, spend money wherever you would like. Cash App will laser print a card and mail it straight to you all for free. And the card comes with free discounts to your favorite places called Boosts. So it's a great way to save money on the places that you shop at the most. Sign up for Cash App. Use the referral code TOUCHDOWN, all caps, one word, TOUCHDOWN, which gives you which gives new users $15 when they sign up. This promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get yourself $15 free with Cash App. All right, let's get it going. 2019 NFL redraft. What? Uh, so the order that we have it right here is the order after draft night, after night one of the 2019 NFL draft. So we have like the Giants trade, the Cleveland trade with, with them, the, the Pittsburgh trade moving um, moving up for Devin Bush. Like all that is there. The Rams trade back at the Falcons trading up at the back end of the first round. There were a handful of trades that happened and those trades are in there. So for the teams that didn't pick in the first round, um, at, at the end, maybe we'll, ju- we'll give you a shout out and we'll talk about some players that didn't get taken. Maybe we could be like, all right, well, this guy, maybe they should have lasted to him. They could have picked them at this point. So we'll, we'll try to give as love to as many teams as we can, but we felt like it was the least amount of complication on everything. If we just kept the trades in there. So that's what we're doing. So giants fans, you got three picks, I think. Um, number one, it's Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals. So we'll go, we'll go back and forth. We'll, we'll have a little fun going back and forth. It's not necessarily a dueling draft. So we'll collaborate a little bit. If one of us drops the ball entirely and the other one catches it, but I'll start. I'll go number one. It's the Arizona Cardinals. The original pick was Kyler Murray. We're going to tell you all the original picks as well. It still has to be Kyler Murray. Like, like even at the time when it was a little bit crazy because they had just picked Josh Rosen the year before, we, if we're using the hindsight of Kyler Murray, we have to be able to use the hindsight of Josh Rosen. And Josh Rosen was not going to work out for the Arizona Cardinals. And so even though it, it's a little bit chalk, it's not major shock value, even though Nick Bosa looks like he could be one of the best pass rushers in the league for many, many, many years. Kyler has played really well at times. He's him and Cliff. I feel like are perfect. It's still got to be Kyler at number one. So Kyler original, it's still going to be him going number one to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, no argument for me, and and no argument for number two. It's the same situation. It's Nick Bosa. I, I mean, Nick Bosa has to be. Yeah. yeah, Nick Bosa's been a star. Um, this was the right pick. Obviously, Nick Bosa's impact has been the rare case of, uh, I mean, instantly the instant kind of impact. If Nick Bosa doesn't miss the season in between. The two really good ones, obviously, his rookie year, he was tremendous. He was so good his rookie year. And then 2021, he was unbelievable. 2020, he basically missed the whole season. Um, and he's still, what, 24 years old. So when you look at it with Nick Bosa, this was a great pick. He's an awesome player. Uh, the first and second overall pick were the right choice for those teams. Yeah, I think so, too. So I, New York Jets are now up at number three. They took Quinn and Williams. I think Quinnen's been fine. Uh, yep. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that it, it would be unfair to say that Quinnen was totally a bust because it feels like the defensive line around him and the defense around him in general just hasn't been as good as it's needed to needed to be. Um, he's been fine. Hasn't been the the otherworldly Alabama Quinnen Williams that we saw, but there's still reason to believe that that could show up at, at some point, hopefully some point soon. I'd probably change this one though. And oh, definitely. When I look at number three, a lot of talented players in this draft class. I think I'd go with AJ Brown. Okay. The wide receiver, because when I look at the Jets now and I looked at them this past offseason, and shoot, it looked like they were trying to be interested in AJ Brown and, and Debo Samuel and Tyreek Hill. And 
I feel like they have been searching for that dominant wide receiver for a while now. They spent the big money on Corey Davis. Obviously, they drafted uh, Elijah Moore, and he's been fantastic as well. But if you fast forward it a little bit and you change this to where A.J. Brown is on this team, that changes. That makes the offense look even better than the additions they've been able to make over the last couple of years, especially with Zach Wilson being their quarterback. So I would go A.J. Brown. What do you think? No argument for me. Um, I would be happy with A.J. Brown. I'd be happy with D.K. Metcalf. Yeah, because he's I here would, too. I would take both of those guys over Debo Samuel, and some people might think that's, oh, that's crazy. I, I just like the longevity of their production um, more. And I think Debo's an amazing player. I would have no problem with that pick. The only other one that I would have made uh, is Max Crosby. The Jets right, have had right. Right. But now, obviously, this is a fun exercise. Like, Nobody in a million years was taking Max Crosby in the first two rounds of that draft. It's, you know, Max obviously was somebody that was a small school player. Uh, he had really good tape for East Michigan, um, but he, you know, there was a lot of reasons that, you know, he fell to the point he did, and he turned his, not his career around, his life around, and has been a superstar for the Raiders. So I can make an argument for any of those guys. I like your A.J. Brown pick for the Jets, and, you know, Quinnen's a good player. He's not a great player, and when you're trying to get a, you're taking somebody third overall. You're trying to get a great player. Man, there's 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 so many players in this draft to to choose from. Even just, and we'll mention a lot of them. I, you know, you said DK, Dio Samuels in this class as well. Terry McLaurin is in this yeah, class. That's right. Deontay Johnson in this class. Hunter Renfro is in this class. If we're going to get to him Man. later in the first round, right? So all those guys at wide receiver, the pass rushers. We got Max Crosby. Uh, we've got Brian Burns. We've got Montez Sweat. Uh, I'm just scrolling it here. Was this the Rashawn Gary draft as well? I think it was Josh the, Allen's also the oh, pass rusher. Josh Allen's yeah. also in this yep. one. I mean, there's good defensive line play. Like we said, Quinnen's good. Jeffrey Simmons is really good. Dexter Lawrence is really good. There, there's a there's a lot of talent early on here. Yep, yep. So I'll go AJ Brown. I wanted to go AJ Brown yep. there because I, like I think that. that would be great if you, you know if you fast forward a little bit and give uh, Zach Wilson AJ Brown. I think it's a lot of fun. All right, so the Raiders here on the clock. Now, Yikes! This, yeah, they took Cleon Farrell Yikes. from Clemson, and we know how... <laughs> like, we said it with, like, Kyler and Bosa. Those were, like, really good picks. We said it with the Jets. Like, Quinn Williams is not a great player, but he's still... He's a good player. Like, it's... You know, like, and he's an ascending player. This was a really bad pick. And... The Raiders would love to be in our spot right now to getting a redo. Now, it's kind of fascinating. I'm not going to take Max Crosby here because, like, that's no fun for the Raiders fans. You could, though. Now, I mean, they're not going to get him if you do. Great, you great for the Raiders that they got Max Crosby at 106 because that kind of makes up for missing on Cleon Farrell here. So that, that did work out. Um, I'm going to take DK Metcalf in this spot. I'm going to get them a, a big vertical wide receiver that's been a star. He has uh, more receiving yards than both A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel in these first three years. He has more touchdowns than both of them. He's he's an incredible player, and he's really young. So for the Raiders right here, I know they, they have Devontae Adams now. It's But, you know, just going back in time, getting in the time machine... This this pick could have easily been DK Metcalf. You know, I, I'm reading this because I this report about kind of how the Cleveland Farrell pick came up. Um, Peter King reported this on Football Morning in America in his column that the Raiders always wanted Cleveland Farrell as yeah. their pick, but they really wanted to trade down. 
Like they really uh, wanted to in that 2019 draft, they wanted to get out of number four, but they they wanted to end up with Farrell no matter what. So King said in his column that they were willing they were willing to drop down no lower than pick number 13. But 13 is like far from four. 13 is pretty damn far. Different tier player. He said they believe that Farrell wasn't as high on other draft boards. Okay, maybe there's a reason why, guys. Uh, and so they, oh, the quote brutal. that they have there is that the phone never rang at number four. Mayock and Gruden wanted to trade down, but they never got a call, which is crazy to think with how talented this draft class mm. ended up being. That nobody wanted to move up to number four? That's it is. So I'll tell you what screwed them. Uh, here's a little throwback throwback story for you, throwback in time. Um, I don't know if I've ever told this story on a pod, but I could, I could tell you confidently yeah. right now. The Bills really wanted to move up with the Jets at number three. The Bills really wanted uh, Ed Oliver. I mean, they took Ed Oliver. They really wanted Quinton Williams. Oh. And so when the Jets took Quinton Williams, the Bills didn't want to move up anymore. And I believe the Bills picked ninth this year. Um, so, yes, they did. The Bills picked ninth overall in this draft, and they took Ed Oliver. They still took the defensive line. But what I was told was at the time, it's always fun to tell these stories after. Like, I'm not a reporter, right? So, like, at the time, I'm not like, oh, Bills tried to do this, so do yada. But, like, now that we're on the pod years later, I think the Bills offered the Jets a division rival at the time. And the Bills weren't, like, the Bills are in, like, a different stratosphere than the Jets right now, where it would be easier to do this now. But at the time, the Jets were trying to keep pace with the Bills. Um, with the two young quarterbacks they had. And we know how that went. I believe the Bills offered the Jets a two and a three to swap first. And the Jets were like, what a division rival. Like, we're not doing that. So they didn't. Um, but ultimately, when Quinn went off the board at three, the Raiders, the only team that would have moved up to four, the player they wanted was gone. A little throwback story for you. We love an exclusivity story here on the podcast. That's, fan, that's great. I love the background information. I love yeah. knowing that stuff. Yeah, it's a fun one. Uh, when we do these redrafts, I'll always try to throw a couple of these in here. The trades that could have been that's and never fun. happened. Dude, those, yeah. that's, that's, the trades that never happen, man, are the stories that I will always be fascinated by. For how, however long I'm in this business covering this sport, even when I'm out of it, man, those are the stories that I'll always be chasing that information of the, oh, like we had this, like these two GMs, you know, drunkenly had this conversation at the combine and it almost happened. And then like it didn't. So it didn't. Those, and it could change the course of fun. history or it could have meant absolutely nothing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number five, they took Devin White. Look, it's this, this is so, it's so tricky. And it really is because I didn't think that Devin White was worth the number five overall pick when he was picked there at the time. Mm. I still think that it's rich to pick an off-ball linebacker, especially for all out of the heavy lifting and coverage that Levante David does. But Tampa doesn't win that Super Bowl without Devin White, right? Oh, so okay. it's, so it's just point. like, it's so strange. And I don't think I'm going to take Devin White here. I'm trying to find their depth chart before the season because Jason Pierre-Paul got in his accident in, when was that? Okay, so that was in May. Mm. But when was that in May? had to be after after the draft it had to be after the draft otherwise this pick would have been uh josh allen right right yeah man josh allen there's so many good pass rushers here i'm picking a pass rusher Ooh, no i gotta pick a pass rusher right 
I mean, me... if I was making this pick, I would take Max Crosby. I, I'm I'm thinking about Max Crosby, Rashawn Gary, Josh Allen, Brian Burns. Like they're all in they're all in the conversation here. Where is the depth chart? I'm trying to find it right before the draft because I don't want to cheat this too much. Archive data. No, okay, I think you're we... on it. Our I lads think has it. it. Okay, let's go. Let's go April 1st. Let's see what this bad boy was April 1st. Jason Pierre-Paul's not here. Why isn't he here? I'm so confused. Oh, wait, never, never mind. He's here. And they got Jerry McCoy. They got Vita Vea. Uh, all right, Max Crosby. Let's just go Max Crosby. I think that that's probably the best way to do it. Because they've got Vita Vea. They have Jerry McCoy. I'm not picking a corner this high because the corner wasn't worth it. They have Shaq Barrett, but that was before he absolutely went off. Yeah, he went berserk. Yeah. yeah. We're After being go, like we're, a rotational player. We're going to go, we're, we're go Max Crosby here. Max Crosby fits a lot of what they like, too, because they would be more of a hand-in-the-dirt kind of 4-3 team. And, you know, like Josh Allen can do a lot of stuff from a stand-up. Rashawn Gary's the same way. I think he's a really good stand-up rusher. Max Crosby, he can't certainly do three-point and two-point stand stuff, but I think he really thrives when he's got his hand in the dirt. So I'll go Max Crosby at number five. Led the NFL in, pr- in pressures this past year. Absolutely worth this in a redraft format. So we'll go Crosby at five of the bucks. I like it a lot. That would have been my pick for the Giants here. Um, trying to get, I was trying to get cheeky. I was trying, folks. I, was trying I like to get it. Cheeky with it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't. So the Giants took Daniel Jones at six. Um, I mean, I everybody knows I hated this pick at the time. And I don't think Daniel Jones has been terrible He's not the answer in my eyes. I don't think he'll ever be the answer. Um, My problem with this pick almost more than Daniel Jones was that I don't think any team was taking him in this stratosphere uh, in the top 10, but it is what it is. So I'm obviously changing this pick. I, I understand the Giants were looking for their franchise quarterback of the future after Eli. I just didn't think they had to do it here in this spot this early. Now, this for me... You're just taking talent because it's a top 10 pick. We had Brown and Metcalf go. Trevor, I think this has to be Debo Samuel. I think that okay. if you look at what the Giants have done years later, it tells you that they want a playmaker that could do a lot of different things. They drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. They just took Wandale Robinson. They spent huge money on Kenny Galladay, and he did not have the season they were hoping for. I like Darius Slayton, right, for what he is. But the Giants haven't had that electric playmaker at wide receiver. And we know Saquon Barkley has been hurt at running back. But at wide receiver specifically, this for me should be Debo. Just somebody that can change the game and maybe create it. I don't want to say extend Eli Manning's career. I think that's unfair to say. But make life easier on any quarterback they have. Sure, back there. right, right. I would agree. I would totally agree with you there. No, I don't hate it. I don't hate this one. I'm looking at the Jags, and they're up at number seven now. Would Debo have been the pick? Like the no-brainer? I mean, I would have picked any of A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel. Scary Terry? Um, Terry McLaurin is still here, but would I pick Terry McLaurin over the pass rushers? Maybe I need to. Because I'm I'm looking at the 2019 depth chart, April 1st, before the draft for the Jags. It's D.D. Westbrook and Marquise Lee. They have D.J. Chark. But, like, 
that sucks. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, like, there's just no way around it. That sucks. And on their defensive side, they've got Yannick Ngakwe. They have Calais Campbell. They still have Marcel Darius. They've got Miles Jack. Well, they they had a lot of problems. They still have Jalen Ramsey at this point. Mm, that is interesting. I think I'm going to go Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I'm with you. That's what I would have done. The only other player I think I could justify there is Elton Jenkins. No, but not at seven over the passers. Like they took Josh Allen, who like Josh Allen is good. And I'm and I'm sitting over here thinking, yeah, he okay, well, am I gonna take Josh Allen again? Well, Brian Burns is still here. Again, like Rashawn mm. Gary is here. Like I could take any of those three players, and I think that they would be great picks at number seven overall. But my God, <laughs> they have no playmakers. And yeah. and Terry McLaurin's unbelievable. So I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Terry McLaurin here. As crazy as that might be, wide receiver over the pass. I don't think it's that nuts. And then you I'm kind of look at the the trickle effect. What is it, the butterfly effect? Like the whole they had they went at and just went bonkers at wide receiver this offseason, spending yeah. money anywhere they could. So it, it caught up to them where um, this was a long term problem. All right, so Cardinals on the clock again? No, 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 no. This it, is going to be this is the Lions. It's the Lions. The yeah. Lions are picking eighth. They took T.J. Hawkinson here. Um, TJ Hawkinson is one of the players from this draft that has made a Pro Bowl so far. An interesting mm. little note there. This was not a bad pick. Maybe a little rich for a team that just has had a lot of roster issues over the years. Um, this was definitely the case of falling in love with the player. At the time, they still had needs at corner, pass rusher. We know they need, had needs at tight end, obviously. I think I have to dip into the pass rush well here right like how could you not because it's good it's a really good it's group. such a good class man yeah all these I, guys are so talented i would take brian burns here i love brian burns i think he's a really impactful player um really I, once player. again i don't think the lions made a mistake taking hawkinson it's just that if you can improve on the pick a little bit i think pass rusher would be more impactful for this team Ooh, buffalo all right they took they took ed oliver at number nine not going to be a repeat pick. It's not going to be a repeat pick, especially when Jeffrey Simmons was in this class. Yes. Their top needs, defensive tackle still. They needed to hit pass rush. Offensive line was also an issue. Wide receiver at the time for the Buffalo Bills was John Brown, Zay Jones, Cole Beasley. It's, dude, it is so funny to look at these depth charts three years ago. I know. And how, I don't want to say teams didn't emphasize wide receiver, but how much, it feels like every team in the NFL looks like an arms race now after these last three drafts and these three wide receiver groups going uh going to so many different teams and fill these wide receiver groups out. Cause I look at this and I go, shoot, I wish one of the wide receivers was here. Like I wish you could put Terry McLaurin here as well. Terry McLaurin on the other side of uh, some Josh Allen passes while he gets better. That's pretty incredible. I think I'm going to go. Hmm. I was just about to say, I, I think I'm going to go Jeffrey Simmons, but actually I think I'm gonna go Rashawn Gary. Okay. I think I'm gonna go Gary here. Cause I'm looking at their depth chart at the time. They had Starlo to Lele. They had Harrison Phillips. And then they had Trent Murphy, Jerry Hughes. They had Shaq Lawson as well. But man, I think I'm I think I'm going with Sean Gary. No, come on, yeah, Trevor. No, 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 and I just didn't have the heart until it was like code red. Like when you started getting, to write I'm, it in the doc, I'm I was going to say something. I'm getting, 
I'm I was getting too cute with the depth chart. I'm getting too cute with yeah, the depth you were, chart. You, you got to you got to pick the good players. You, you were sweaty sack deep in our lads. I was. That's what, that's what I was. I need some manscaped out here to help me out. <laughs> All right, Pittsburgh Steelers number ten. They traded up to this pick to take Devin Bush. They traded with the Broncos. Um, safe to say that move has not worked out for the Steelers. Devin Bush has had his ups and downs. Uh, I think more downs, unfortunately, than ups. A player I liked. Um, and this is always an aggressive move when you go into the top 10 to get an off-ball linebacker. So, like we said at the top of the show, we're going to keep the picks, the trades, where they were. But when we feel it's applicable or necessary, we will change the picks. So the Steelers here. At the time, i got to go f- take a look here. They had needs at receiver. Obviously, off-ball linebacker, they made the big move. Defensive back. Uh, this was the draft that A.B. was gone, right, from the Steelers. So that's how it kind of opened up that they needed um, somebody with Juju. But the four wide receivers went so early they have, for us they, they picked Deontay in this draft. Oh, and Deontay's been great. They picked, De- so, they picked Deontay. Now, Johnson I am operating that they don't have him yet. But well, Right, 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 right. But still, no, but still, you're right. And they, they've drafted wide receiver so well so late um, that I am going to kind of even stick to their philosophy here. Now, this is tough. I'm going to make a little bit of a surprise pick here, I oh. think. And I, I'm going to take Elton Jenkins. because Shoot. I was looking at him for the next pick. Yeah, okay, so this isn't a surprise then. No, it's The not, Steelers' so. offensive line has slowly deteriorated over the years, and Jenkins can play pretty much any position. And that would help the Steelers so much for a line that's been either beat up or declining. Um, so, yeah, he's an, he's an incredible player. Packers fans listening to the show know that. I don't have to tell them that. But for people that aren't in the weeds on young O-line play around the league, he's incredible. So, for the he he is I, I, he needed to be in the top 10 of our redraft. And good spot. Steelers need it. No, so, Elton Jenkins is fantastic. The versatility and how well he's been able to play at so many different spots, man. I just It can't be understated how well he is helped piece together that green bay offensive line over the last couple of years and now he's you know finding some home positions and and i think that he's great he, he is great i he would have been top 20 for sure in this redraft i would have told you going in but him going number 10 i don't really hate it i would have thought about him at number 11 here for the cincinnati Bengals. they took jonah williams um who i still think can be a, a good offensive oh, tackle yeah. in the nfl no doubt about it offensive line was a big need of theirs so jonah williams could still be on the table but Linebacker was also in need, and when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals depth chart before the before the uh, the draft, we're it going was, down this road again. It was pre- uh, look, I have to do it. It was pre- <laughs> dude, it was Preston Brown, Jordan Evans, Chris yeah. Worley, guys that you just don't really know. Hardy Nickerson Jr. Oh my goodness, Nick Vigil. That's special the linebacker teams group. players. They're special teams players, man. They've got Carlos Dunlap. They have Sam Hubbard. They have Jordan Willis. I know Josh Allen's still there. I know Rashawn Gary's still there. But I'm making this pick Devin White. I, I think that okay. I, I, I think that he they, was there. I, I think that they would want this pick to be Devin White. And for as much as off ball linebacker and the value of it, and especially with how limiting White can be in coverage, the spark plug that he is for you when he's on the blitz, how he can go sideline to sideline. He's a true heart and soul leader in the middle of that defense. That stuff definitely matters. And uh, I think the Bengals would gravitate towards that. So if they weren't going offensive linemen, which I probably would have had them taking Elton Jenkins if, if you didn't just take him right before. Snivy. I'll, I'll have going Devin White. I'll go Devin White at 11. 
Damn, okay. we're not even we're not even drafting against each other, and you're out here sniping me. <laughs> Just being a total scumbag. <laughs> um, all right, Devin White goes to the Bengals at 11. Trevor opens his mentions for Bengals fans that love when he mocks them any kind of off. Oh yeah, linebacker. right. I totally forgot that. That's great. That's great. Yeah, lovely. Truly lovely. Um, they can gather up with the Rangers fans angry at you, the Bolts fans angry at me, and they could all have a, a party of fury. Uh, the Packers at 12 here. They took Rashawn Gary. I, am I crazy if I just repeat this pick? Yeah, let me check the board one more time. Josh Allen's here. Josh Allen is so here. So basically, like, would you pick Josh Allen or Rashawn Gary? Tricky. Uh, I never want, and let me be transparent. I did not like the Rashawn Gary pick at the time. I thought, I thought it, it was, was reach. I thought it was thought a reach. It was that reach. was my biggest R. And to be fair, it really did take a while for him to hit his stride, but he did. He really did. Yep. I mean, this past year, he had an elite PFF pass grade, man, pass rush grade. Like, yeah, he, he was, was very he good was this year. awesome this past year. He really was. I will argue that if you put Josh Allen in Green Bay, he'd be the better player. Josh Allen has been playing with nobody. Make it happen. In Jacksonville. Make so I'm going to make this simple and go with Josh Allen. Don't think Rashawn Gary ended up being a bad pick. Taking Josh Allen. Okay. Dolphins on the clock for you, my friend. Dolphins on the clock. Where is I'm gonna scroll down a little bit, see the team needs at the time. Quarterback. Okay, he's not really a quarterback option. I'm not picking Daniel Jones. Who else is in this kind? What was this? What was the quarterbacks? Uh not good. No, 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 no. It was it was it was bad. No, no question about it. But I can't remember the order. Kyler, Daniel Jones, oh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Drew Locke, Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Jared Stidham. Gardner Minshew, sixth round, baby. Gardner. All right, okay. So probably not taking another quarterback in this first round. No, I don't think that's happening. Miami went with Christian Wilkins here at 13. He's been good. Line pass rusher. Where's Miami? Were they desperate? Because if so, then this will be Rashawn Gary fit. Yeah. Oh, we also have... uh, Dexter Lawrence and Ed Oliver still on the board. And Dexter Lawrence, fantastic nose for anybody that might have needed some space at the middle, which, man, I think that Miami could have used him. Yep. No, it's got to be Rashawn Gary. I think so, too. I think it's got to be Rashawn Gary. And you're not trolling me this time. You're not just saying, yeah, I mean, like, maybe Gary. And then I put his name in. He go, hey, bud, why don't you? Why don't you try this? Why don't you? How about this instead? Oh, man. Offensive tackles. They drafted Laramie Tunsil. Zach Stirrup's the other right tackle. That's pretty bad. It's Jonah Williams or Rashawn Gary, but I think it's got to be Rashawn Gary for how well he played this past year. I think it has to be. His his talent level is just too damn good. So we'll go Rashawn Gary. I'm going to go Rashawn Gary here for the Miami Dolphins at number 13 instead of Christian Wilkins. All right, the Falcons are on the clock at 14. Uh, they had some D-line needs at the time, including tackle and pass rusher. Corner needs at the time. They ended up taking Chris Lindstrom, which not a bad pick, not the not a repeat kind of pick, in my opinion. Um, they're a tough one for me, to be honest with you. They really are. I think, though, I'm going to go with Dexter Lawrence in this spot. Beef. Dexter Lawrence next to Grady Jarrett would be awesome. Yeah. I think yeah, that would be fantastic. They balance each other out really well for what they do. So, for me, the Falcons helped their defensive line that's had some... Some struggles, and um, yeah, Dexter Lawrence has been a really good player. Fifth-year option. The only guy from that Giants draft class, Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, DeAndre Baker, the only one of the three that ends up getting his fifth-year option picked up. Yep. All right, so that leaves Washington. Washington picked Dwayne Haskins. Um, Who do I pick for them? 
There's no quarterbacks. Dude, okay, so I'm looking at I'm looking at like draft needs and people are like, okay, offensive line might be a draft need. I'm looking at Washington's depth chart in 2019. It's Morgan tr- Moses. It's Trent Williams, Morgan Moses, Brandon Scherf, Chase Roulier, Eric Flowers. Great offensive line. That's Never, not bad. Flowers, when he moved to guard there, was way, fine. Way better. Yeah. Way better. They, they drafted Terry McLaurin in this draft, and I would just say they could desperately freaking use <laughs> Terry McLaurin. I don't think we have any other wide receiver that would have been worth it, right? No. Um, uh, Deontay, Mar- you're taking Deontay Johnson at 15. Marquise Brown. Hmm. Deontay Johnson. Hmm. Miko Hardman. No. Hunter Renfro. Not at 15. <laughs> Come on, brother. You're a hater. All right. So I am. I guess I am. Defensive side. They had John Allen. They had Deron Payne. They had Matt Ioannidis. They had Ryan Anderson. So they definitely could have used pass rush. This is a draft where they also took Montez Sweat. Yep. Um, you took Josh Allen, didn't you? Josh Allen's. I did take Josh Allen. I put Josh Allen to the Packers at 12. You did. I took Rashawn Gary. I don't, I don't, I mean, I could give him Montez Sweat here. It would make sense. Yeah. He's been fine. People were going to be weird because they're like, oh, it's way early for him because they got him at the back end of the first round, but I, which they traded. Yeah, they traded up to so get him. So they were aggressive to get him. I don't really see who else. I think Montez Sweat's probably giving you the most bang for your buck with this yeah. roster the way that it is. Like, I, obviously, like in hindsight, you go like, okay, Morgan Moses and Trent Williams aren't on the team anymore, but at the time, they were. I guess I think I still got to go Montez Sweat. I know Washington fans are going to hate me for it. It's boring as hell. Yeah, it's I'm, not fun I'm go, for the I'm go Montez Sweat. It's not fun for the Commanders fans, but. They we're weren't not, even we're the not, commanders at the time. They weren't even the commanders. So you can't, yeah. You can't get mad at me. We're even, weren't even weren't even named the same thing. All right, so the Panthers are on the clock. They took Brian Burns, great pick for the Panthers in this Fantastic spot. Fantastic pick. They had needs at pass rusher, safety, offensive line. Um I'm gonna take Jonah Williams here. I I feel like that's pretty justified. They have yeah, offensive who, line needs. I mean, who was their offensive line at the time? Not good, I don't think at all. I think they had a couple misses. Yeah, pull up that Taylor Moten, sweaty sack on the R lads again. Taylor, Taylor Moten, Greg Van Ruten, Moten's good. Matt Paradis, Trey Turner, Daryl Williams. I mean, once again, if you're always in the belief of you're drafting for the next three years, not the next year, Jonah Williams was could have been, could have been. been could have been the pick. I, I mean, he's not like a stud. I don't know. I don't think there's anybody else glaring at this point. That's my issue with this. That's my issue with this is that, and like you, I know we're doing the time machine thing. I know Jonah Williams has had injury so problems. I guess I would say, depending on what you think of Marquise Brown, mm. Marquise Brown would have been the missing piece with it because they have DJ Moore, but they have Torrey Smith to try to get some speed. Curtis Samuel, which is going to be their gadget slot guy in the middle. They have Jarius Wright, who's probably going to be another try to be a speed guy on the outside as well. Need, those guys didn't pan out. So Marquise Brown. And Cam is still there, isn't Cam he? Is, Cam is still there. All right, I'll go with Hollywood. Because it gives Cam a shot. The talent, I'm fine with the talent. Jonah missed the first year. It, there's no like pick I feel like wildly over the hill with conviction about here. 
that I'd be mad if I go the wrong direction. So I'll go Hollywood Brown. I think that's the way to go. I, I think Hollywood Brown gives him like a complete... just got traded for a, a pick close to this. So it's not like he's little, been bad. A little bit further down, but yeah. Yeah, um, a couple of picks down. All right, so we have the New York Giants up next at number 17. This is the spot where they took Dexter Lawrence. Dexter yep. Lawrence, which was, I think, a really good pick for them. He's off the board. Ed Oliver's still there. Quinn Williams is still there. I think they go Quinn. Or is this I think really- so, too. I think I think this is right around where you because maybe I have too much faith in Quinnen left. You've watched more snaps of him, but he's still so talented. Quinnen's good. I mean, I, it's, he's just not a star. And New York, um, no, 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 okay. Look, New York's the Giants' defensive line at the time was B.J. Hill, beef. Okay, Dalvin yep. Tomlinson, beef. This would have been perfect for Quinnen Williams. I think. Yeah, yeah. And remember, they traded with the Jets that year to get Leonard Williams. Not he's not on the roster at the time here. So that yeah, doesn't factor no, I'm in. going Quinn in. I'm going Quinn and Williams. I think it's the right pick. I'm not overlooking anybody bad, am I? I don't think so. No. No, I think we're right. I mean, Christian Williams is Christian Wilkins is still here. Who is good as well? I'm going Quinn. Now nah, I'm going Quinn. I'm making it happen. Quinn and Williams on that defensive line, I think it's the right it's the right move. So the Vikings took Garrett Bradbury here. Um, you know, obviously a little early for a center. They had some offensive line needs, though. D-line needs, yeah. tight end. They wanted to get better in the trenches in this draft. That was no secret. And they took Garrett Bradbury, who's been fine. I'm a little conflicted on this one. I, I don't really think it's the stage of a run-it-back pick. Now, No, it should not be. No, it should not be. What but I'm also I'm not taking Ed Oliver here. Needs offensive line, defensive tackle, tight end. This oh, is man. a bad. El- this is El- a bad spot. Elton Jenkins would have been perfect. Would have been perfect. Long you gone. Screwed yourself, my Long guy. Long Yeah. Jonah Did Williams I- is still here. Would they pick Jonah, or were they good at tackle? They. I think they were in flux at tackle. Hmm. So you can go with Jonah. A sick part of me wants to go with Deontay Johnson. I know they ended up getting Ooh. Justin Jefferson, but like. We don't we don't know that at the time, right? Like we don't know. Oh that. yeah yeah yeah. You can't. I don't I don't. I don't think you can do that. This draft got bad really fast. I just want to make that clear. Well, it just gets different. Yeah. We're at eighteen here. I mean, Vikings are are just in a weird spot. Let me pull up the depth. Let me pull up the depth. People are going to be so sick of me saying. Let me pull up the depth chart. I don't really know what else. Cal Riley Reef is even close at this spot. Brian O'Neill. It's I, I I'm gonna go with Jonah Williams. I like the value of tackle. You can't pick Deontay. No, you can't pick Deontay. Because at I'm the not. time, at the time they had Diggs, they had Thielen, and they had Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, and they they figured that thing out pretty well as well. I'm gonna go with Jonah Williams. Okay. I think that's probably a smart pick. Who's next? Who's after them? What is it? You got the Titans at 19. They took Jeffrey Simmons. Brother, dude. Great pick for them. Yeah, but them getting the Titans in this draft got Jeffrey Simmons and AJ Brown. And both of those players went in the top nine (laughs) for redraft. Yep. So they don't get uh, they don't get either of them here. Tennessee Titans at the time. Offensive line, receiver, tight end. Hmm. Jenkins is off the board. Deontay Johnson's still there. Maybe it's Deontay. I think it might be Deontay. 
I could see that one. Oh, because you, want... you have to factor in you don't have AJ Brown right now and you don't you didn't get him. He's gone. Yeah. And they needed wide receiver, right? Yep. Wide receiver at the time for them was Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, Adam Humphreys. And there was a lot of questions about Corey Davis at this point. Of him not living I up to the I, billing. I think I think I gotta go Deontay. I think you do too. And Oliver is here though, and Christian Wilkins are here. Would you take yeah. either of those interior guys, uh, same position as Jeffrey Simmons, would you take either of them over Deontay? No, but it's not, it's not, a, there's not a big gap in arguing it. But I would, if it was for me, I'd go with Deontay. I don't think Wilkins or Oliver, as much as they're good players, move the needle that much. I know now their D line's thin without Simmons and without one of those guys. That's the, uh, the counter. Yeah, argument. but Simmons can play all three positions on their D line. Ed Oliver can't. No, you know what Ed Oliver is. Gap shooting, one gap, get up, get up field. And I don't know if that, I don't know if Rabel rolls with that. No, I'm going Christian Wilkins. Okay. I'm going Christian Wilkins. They need, they need D-line, but Ed Oliver's too, too small for, for what they wanted to do. So Wilkins, who I think is a good player. He I'm, is. Gonna have, I'm gonna have him going 19 instead of instead of Jefferson. And he's played in a system that you know, obviously Flores isn't there anymore. But when he was playing in that system with New England, there's like a lot of rules. He wasn't always given the green light to just go. So when you look at his stats, you kind of are like, eh. But he's not a stats guy. No, he's, he's a true dirty work tape guy. All right, pick number 20, the Denver Broncos. Now this is a spot they moved back to. The Pittsburgh Steelers were originally here. They took Noah Fant in the spot, who is no longer. A Denver Bronco. He was mm. included in the Russell Wilson trade with the Seahawks. Kind of an interesting career for Fant so far. I don't really think he's, by any stretch of the means, a bad player. Um, it's just the bottom line is, I don't think he ever turned into the superstar tight end so no, far that we were hoping no, for, it's, right? It's fair, to, it's fair to say that. He's a yeah. high upside athlete tight end. Yes, exactly. And that's why they were willing, amongst them having a pretty deep pass catching group willing to include him in that trade so um not gonna repeat that pick obviously the broncos were comfortable moving back at the time getting out of that 10th overall selection when they still had needs at quarterback linebacker d tackle this is pretty tough now once again the talent board is kind of evaporated a little bit quinn williams and christian wilkins just went in the two of the last three picks there's part of me that likes Ed Oliver here mm. um, with them having some needs on the defensive line. Right. Other than that, I don't really love any player in this spot, right? I mean, a lot of the top pass rushers are gone. We've gone very wide receiver heavy. Right. I, I think for me, it's going to be Ed Oliver where you're getting a good but not great player in this situation. Um a player that's been more productive at his spot than Noah Fenn at his. I'm not going to take one of the running backs. I know they could add to the offensive line here, but that's not really a great group either. No, they I actually think defensive tackle one. makes the most sense. I agree with you. I think so too, and this is kind of, it's kind of now or never in a little bit in right. this spot. Right. So for the Broncos at 20, um, ultimately, nobody... I guess nobody they they won the trade with the Steelers in this spot. Well, 
Yeah, because of what the Steelers came up for, but right. they did well, take them out of themselves Devin out Bush, of position. Devin Bush, Devin Bush did look good. I don't want to. I don't want to totally say that Devin Bush not is writing never, him off, but never going to be good again. But we need he needs to step it up for sure. Thank you, Oliver. Right. Makes sense here. All right, Ed Oliver for the Broncos. That was a tough one. I had to really talk around it to kind of look at it and go. That's the best really part j- of this exercise: is people just listening to us talk around each talk pick, around, not right? Talk around up about it. Uh, Green Bay Packers at twenty-one. They took Darnell Savage, which. He was a good pick for them. Yep. Um, Darnell Savage has been great. He is still on the board, so this could be an option. The other player that I'm weighing is giving them Deontay Johnson. Uh, because at the time, obviously, we've been talking about wide receiver going to Green Bay for years. They have Alan Lazard. They have Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But they were lower on the depth chart. Equimania St. Brown was still on this team. Geronimo Allison was still on this team. I Man, Deontay Johnson getting to be the guy on the deep side of Aaron Rodgers passes. I mean, it'd be to me phenomenal. I, love I think that fit. that would be, I think that that would be great. So I don't really even need to waste too much time with this one. I like the idea of it so much again, Darnell Savage has been a good pick for them, but getting Deontay Johnson with Aaron Rodgers is something that uh, it's, it's a reason why we do these exercises to have some fun and some imagination like that. So I'll go Deontay here at, uh, at 21. I like the fit a lot. I, I think it makes a ton of sense. All right. The Eagles are on the clock now. There's some good players available at a spot they don't need in center. So they have Jason Kelsey at this point. So that's not Mm -hmm. even under consideration. And and then it's a whole lot of you kind of shrug your shoulders a little bit here. I mean, I'll be honest with you folks. We are at the point of the draft where it's Hunter Renfro might make it into the first round. Oh, he's making it. We're getting him in here. We're getting him in. It's not going to be here. Don't pick him here. He's not going here. They don't. No, he's not going here. I really don't want to take a running back here. Um, I'm actually going to take Darnell Savage in this oh, spot, okay. I think. Yeah, I think when you look at it, the safety I mean, spot. They, they needed safety, right? They needed a safety at this spot, and he was a good pick in this draft and a valuable player in the grand scheme of it. And Oh, they did have Malcolm. Yeah, but they needed somebody next to him at the time, didn't they? Wasn't that yeah. the issue? Uh, yeah. Rodney McLeod was still there. Yeah. Andrew Sandeo was there. Oh, no good. So yeah, you can take Darnell. I'm gonna take Darnell Savage. Right. Um, that's a rock solid pick for the Eagles that late. No, it works. I, I think that totally works. Houston Texans at 23. They took Titus Howard. Fucking yikes! Big um, yikes. That was a bad pick. <laughs> giant, giant yikes. Um, I mean, their O line was bad. Is there anybody? I mean, Juwan Taylor is still here, right? So, yeah, but he is he like is he really? I think he's good. Oh man, he's okay. He's You're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna insult because what? There's not a lot here. He's, he's okay. Can they take one of the centers? Like we still have, or even a, a Chris Lindstrom? Is Lindstrom better than Juwan Taylor? I mean, it's it's a matter of also what you need. You're right. This oh, is Eric, like, Eric McCoy. Still. Eric McCoy and Bradbury are both still there. That was kind of uh, what I was thinking. Who's your center at the time? Nick Martin. Yeah. I might just pick Eric McCoy for the versatility. I would play, like that. Because you can play him at guard or you can play him at center, right? So. And we know how much they kind of moved Titus Howard around a little bit. Outside the box picks. Byron Murphy's here. We haven't talked about him a lot. Oh, TJ Hawkinson, we haven't picked. Who's made a Pro Bowl? Who's this crew? It's just the whole tight end thing. 
But I'm fine at this point in the draft. Totally fine. Yeah, Ryan Griffin and Jordan Thomas. Legends. Of no, the, what? Ha- the, the Hidden Temple, maybe? <laughs> no, not, not of, even not that. Of the, not of the league. Hawk's a great pick here. I think I'm going TJ Hawkinson. Hawk's a great pick I in this I spot. Go, I think I got to go Hawkinson. Makes, makes the most sense in my opinion. All right, so the Raiders in this spot took Josh Jacobs, who they did not pick up his fifth-year option. Um, they did have a need at running back at this time. Everybody kind of knew that pick was coming in this spot, which is interesting. Linebacker, pass rusher. Got to scroll up and make sure what we did. So we had DK Metcalf at four. We did. Mm. Which was, I, I made that pick. I fully stand you did. by you it. Have, yeah, you have no one to blame but yourself. No, and I, <laughs> I can't crawl out of this one and point the finger for once at you. I tried. I slowly tried. I was like, oh, well, thanks. Thanks to you. <laughs> I have to do this. Oh, brother. This is pretty brutal right here. If this- I'm being tough. Random. Am I going to take Hunter Renfro to the Raiders here? You know, and let me be fair. Josh Jacobs, first round running back, didn't don't like that. But Josh Jacobs is just, they didn't pick up the fifth year option because I think his body is really beat up. I don't think he's been a bad player on the field at all. No, I think, I, 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 no, Josh Jacobs has been fine. He's been fine. He's been fine. It just goes back to, I don't want to take a running back. That doesn't really change your offense entirely. Yeah, in but the you're first not, round you of the draft. You can't take Hunter Renfro here. I'm not taking Hunter Renfro here. No, I want to. No, but can't. I won't. You can't. You can't. Let's look at the Raiders at the time. Let's look at the Raiders at the time. They were Oakland at the time, right? Okay. Well, just kidding. I'm looking at the offensive lineman left on the board here. Now, did did they have Rodney Hudson at the time? Ooh, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sure they did. Yeah, they did have Rodney Hudson. At the Son time. of a. And they had next to him, Colton Miller was playing left guard at the time because they had Trenton Brown, but that didn't last. They also had Brandon Parker at right tackle. And they had Gabe Jackson, who's decent at right guard. So this was Rodney's last year on the Raiders. I thought he was traded after that. I'm going to take Garrett Bradbury in this spot because I don't draft in one-year windows. Hold on, though. If you got a player here that moves the needle, please their, enlighten me. Their corners are Garyon Conley, Nevin Lawson, and Nick Nelson. So we're thinking Byron Murphy? Or Sean Murphy Bunting, who I think Sean okay. Murphy Bunting is a good corner. I really okay. do. That's a, a really of, good call. He's got a lot of slot outside versatility for you. He can play a lot of different yep. things. I'd be picking Sean Murphy Bunting here if I were you. That's a good call. That's a really good call. Um... I have no problem with that. All right. He he was kind of a slow burn too, right? Didn't it take like a year for a the little, great? I mean, not slow a, a, burn. A little bit, but he, he wasn't a day one star, which is fine. We knew that he, with him he, coming out of college. He wasn't a day one star, but the thing was that they also like asked him to do a shit ton yep. his first year. Like they asked Classic him to play goals. slot and on the outside. Mm. So he has, it's, it's taken him a while to get to this point, but. I like that pick. Great suggestion. Well, you're welcome. That's, wh- that's why you're here. That's why. That's why you make the big bucks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, big bucks. Five cents an hour. All right, so the Baltimore Ravens traded up to number 25 with the Philadelphia Eagles. They took Marquise Brown, which they needed. Good God. Jordan Lastly, Chris Moore, Quincy Adebayo, Willie Sneed, Jaleel Scott. Pretty wild group. Pick freaking Hunter Renfro for the yeah, yeah. No, I'm I, not. I'm not could. gonna do it, but like I could. 
They got Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards. All right, don't need a running back. Tight end rooms, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle. They got that figured out. Brandon Carr, Marlon Humphrey, Earl Thomas, LOL. Tony Jefferson, Chuck Clark's there, Jimmy Smith. Man. Oh, they need a true linebacker. Do we take Montez Sweat? Is he already off the board, right? He's gone. Long He's gone. gone. He's long. I looked like 40 times. I, every pick, I was like, ah, I can take Montez Sweat here. Long nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Taylor Rapp is here. Ooh, Juan Thornhill. That's a or, good one. To replace um, Earl Thomas when he goes nuts. Not a bad idea. One of the better players probably left on the board, left, especially at for safety, sure. DB in general. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, one of the best players left on the board. Is he in this class? Oh, yeah, baby. He went in the fourth round in this draft. What? Yeah. Oh, that's it. There you go. Oh, hold Done. on. Who, who's the nickel corner here? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the pick. Chauncey Garner-Johnson's a Ravens through he's and a good through. Player. Through and through. Yep. Okay, I'll go Chauncey Garner-Johnson. I like it. Okay. I don't think I don't think it really needed him, but who cares? Um, I'm shocked that he's still on the board. So Washington. This is the Montez Sweat pick. This is the Montez Sweat pick. He's gone. He's gone. They picked Montez Sweat, though. I gave them Montez Sweat. So... I want to throw a name at you and just see how you react. I hate it already, but go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you're not going to, like, jump out of your seat. Yeah, see, uh, don't talky-talky. Love it. Yeah, pick David it. Long, the linebacker on the Titans. You'd pick him over Devin Bush? Oh, yeah, he's been a better player. I think so. I know that's probably, like, a take. Oh, Cole I Holcomb's also in this class. There's some weird players like as options here. Oh man. I mean, yeah. listen, brother. I it's, it's, I don't it's, love this situation. It's your, it's your pick. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um I could also go back to the center well, interior line well. Did we ever have Lindstrom come off the board? Do no, you, we didn't. No, we did not. Do we pick Daniel Jones? No. Do you hate Daniel uh, Jones that much? No, I'm just not putting him in the first round. Brother. You can. Do you know who their starting quarterback is at this point? No, I know. It's it's It got really bad there. It's, it's Cole McCoy, my guy. <laughs> well, it's pretty Cole quickly. McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Gardner Minshew? I would take Gardner Minshew before I would take Daniel Jones. Ooh! What? That's not there even it a is. There it is. No, that's such a no, that's, no, that's what I that's that's the headline of the podcast right there. So Giants Fine. fans get to listen. There it is. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yes. Pick 26. Yes. <laughs> I did it. He did it. It's in the sheet. It's in the sheet, folks. I'm backing you up, Gardner. You should be there starting it is. somewhere. Cole McCoy. You made us do this. Yeah, you did this. Right, not okay. me. Oakland, Oakland Raiders again. So we had them at 24. You picked Sean yeah. Richard Bunting. Uh, you took Darnell Savage off the board, which is a shame because they picked John Abram, and uh, Lord knows I'm not taking John Abram. No, that didn't work. Safe to say. Hunter Renfro again? Um, <laughs> wish you could bring up Hunter Renfro. Just keep time. saying it. It'll happen eventually. You could go – you could just take an offensive line. You can go back to your Jawan Taylor uh, situation here. 
Yeah, because you need tackle, right? They well, they the Brandon Parker thing hasn't really worked out. No, them. right, right, right. And I, I, I've got more faith in Juwan Taylor than who are their linebackers? Hold on, because there's a linebacker that I like. Okay, that is still around. Their linebackers at the time were Brandon Marshall, Vontez Perfect, Jason Cabinda, Tahir Whitehead, Marquell Lee. How do we feel about Drake Greenlaw? I like Greenlaw a it's lot. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I like Greenlaw a lot. And Greenlaw, at this point in time, could play Sam and the speed linebacker spot. No. No, he I, no, he can't. I don't think he can. No, I think you, you found value, though, in a class that we've lost all of it really quickly. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that pick. Greenlaw went 148 in this draft. Dude, Fifth I know. Round. Way late. Yeah. Way late in this draft. Good for him, man. He's really um, carved out a, a wildly exceeded expectations in that spot. Oh, wait. Hold up. Oh, boy. Did you find somebody we totally missed? Dude, Juan Thornhill's still here. Yeah, he's still there. Dude, I'm Juan Thornhill, for sure. Absolutely. They picked a safety. Now they actually get to pick a better one. The one who, what, the, Juan Thornhill is awesome. I like Juan Thornhill a lot. He could have gone earlier in this draft, 100%. You're All right, Chargers, so the Chargers are on the clock at 28. They had a couple of needs in this draft. Tackle <laughs> on both sides of the ball. Offensive tackle, defensive oh, tackle. Oh, Jerry Tillery. Jerry Tillery was their selection. Bummer. Um, it hasn't really worked out for Tillery, unfortunately, there. It's been, it's you know, he hasn't been a first-round caliber player. Uh, I'm going to do it here because I, I actually really believe in this pick, especially over what they did. I think we've started like seven of the last 10 picks with, you know, I'm going to do gonna it do, here. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to take Hunter Renfro. Wow, and there it is. I'm, I, and I want to look over everything. All right. Oh, man. There's part of me that wants to take Byron Pick Murphy him. instead. Um, what's Byron Murphy done? The Hunter Renfro. Nah, he hasn't been Hunter Renfro, dude. I, that's the thing. You could hold your hat on the fact that Renfro has been productive, really productive. It's hilarious for me, but go off. Love it. I, I mean, is it I, for people that like think I'm trolling? I'm really not. I I don't. I think this draft fell off a cliff. Where is Hunter Renfro's production versus the rest of the wide receivers? Let's see. It's right there shockingly let's see it's right there hunter renfro over 2,000 yards 2,300 yeah, yards 15 touchdowns so he is fifth no he is sixth in touchdowns he is seventh in yards and he is fourth in catches you know it's a terrible process when taking you... a sl unathletic slot receiver in the first round it's a ter it's a horrific process. But it makes process. for a good podcast. But it my makes guy. for a great June podcast about the draft. Hell yeah, brother! I mean, yeah. if you've got a problem with this, at Connor J Rogers yeah, on Twitter, at Tampa Bay Trey, my Trey on Twitter, just destroy my life. We're Thanks having you. fun here, boy. Yeah. If they tweet out just, this just in a graphic, Trevor. Oh, dude. We're gonna get new. toast. I've got hopefully it just says NFL Stock Exchange and not at Tampa Bay. No, Trey no, no, at Connor J. No, Rogers. No, I'll, uh, I won't let him do it. I will not let him do it. Seattle Seahawks is number twenty nine. They picked L. J. Collier. Um, their offensive line, I think, at this point was abysmal because it was basically every year. Their interior offensive line was Justin Britt, Mike Ayupati, DJ Fluker. 
Uh, Jermaine Effetti and Dwayne Brown on the uh, oh, they had George Fan at this point too. Ethan Posick backing them up. I still think they need offensive line though. And yeah, Shaq Fan Griffin. never became what Fan never really became the player he is there. No, 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 he did not. Um, no, he absolutely did not. So that's you know, I am gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Aaron McCoy. You go Aaron McCoy here. I have no argument with that. Eric McCoy. Good, versatile center, interior offensive lineman. Loves I feel like you almost took him like seven times. Yeah, he's always there. You know, he's, he's a comfort. He's, he's comfort food, like cereal. Boom! Com- See? Comfort food. Full circle on the pod. I mean, we've got like five minutes left that we have to do, but that would have been a good place to end it. Did Chris Lindstrom's fifth-year option get picked up is what I'm wondering. Not that that's impacting what I think of him. It sounds like it is. It might be. Sounds like it is. Uh, it, either way, for the Giants here, that's who I'm taking. Um, nah, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. The Giants, obviously, their offensive line fell apart in these coming years. I think he played best this past year. So it's Yeah, this would be my pick here for the Giants. Pretty easy one. And them and the Raiders had ended up having really good replacement drafts, as you would expect in this spot. The Giants walked out of this draft with Chris Lindstrom, Quinnen Williams, because Dexter Lawrence was gone, mm-hmm. and Debo Samuel. Sick. I mean, it's sick. Absolutely sick. We had the Atlanta Falcons, who are back up at number 31. They took Chris Lindstrom in real life yep. at number 13. No, 14. Yep. Uh, we had them take Dexter Lawrence instead. So there's still an offensive tackle spot that they really need to fill. I think this is where I'm picking Juwan Taylor. I'm not picking Caleb McGarry. You've been trying to get Juwan Taylor into this first round. Like, I was trying to do really, his Renfro. Does he suck? Am I, like, that off no, base? No, 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 no. I'm, Taylor, I'm kind of being a troll. PFF hate him? Let's check. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, PFF kind of hates him. Damn. Yo, 60 grade, 56 grade, 63 grade. So, I mean, it's not, But ironically, his... It's not great. His weighted value yeah, from yeah, pro yeah. football reference is in... A first round range of this of this is draft. in the toilet so <laughs> they do need a right tackle and he could play right tackle sure, certainly i'm convincing myself of this year who else byron murphy is still here do they need corner real bad they have isaiah oliver desmond trufron okay so like at the time no not the worst well i mean isaiah oliver has been great but Juan mm. Thornhill gone, Sean Murphy Bunting gone, Chauncey Gardner Johnson gone. I mean, we dug pretty deep here. We did. Oh, Nasir Adderley's in this draft. I like Nasir. Yeah, he's been okay. He's had his struggles. Yeah, but he for sure, hurt. he was hurt, wasn't he? I just know he's been. Ooh, up. Mike Edwards was also picked in this draft. The Buck safety. Hmm. He's been good. Wait. Brother, Imani Hooker's in this draft. Yep. What are we doing? Yeah, he was uh, an honorable mention on the under 25 teams. He was. Yeah, good player. I'm really getting him good in. player. I'm good find. I'm getting him in here. Good find. Have to. Have to get him in here. And that Mon- leads us to the Patriots. Imani Hooker at 31. At 32, who took Nikhil Harry? And we know how that's gone. Ooh. Yeah, that one didn't work out for them. So they would definitely like a replacement pick here. Yeah. The problem is, so New England at the time, um, you know, coming off a of Super Bowl, 
D-line, tight end, wide receiver. I actually would take Noah Fant here. Now, you are betting on upside because he has not become the player you're hoping for, but he's still really young, Noah Fant. Like, that wasn't like a throwaway in that trade. He's 24 years old. You're higher on him than me, but... Yeah, I I think he's good. I mean, considering the tight ends around the league, he's not great, but... He's hovered around 700 hey, then yards. The Patriots wouldn't have to put like $80 million that's, into two tight ends two years from now. So. That's what I'm thinking, and I think their system really fits well for him. So he's hovered around 700 yards in Denver, both of 2020 and 2021. I, I think he can be a 800 receiving yard tight end. Um, I'm going to take Noah Fant for New England. I think that's a great fit. And once again, the talent kind of fell apart on us. All right, there we go. There's there a little wonky. The, there's the 2019 redraft. I hope people have fun with us. On oh, it. we're gonna get roasted. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get demolished. All right, who's uh, the okay, okay. Dan, Daniel Jones wasn't picked. No. Uh, David Montgomery not picked. Josh Jacobs not picked. Josh Jacobs, Caleb McGarry, Devin Singletary, Miles Sanders, Michael Hardman. Yeah, uh, the average skill players. David Montgomery's a really good player. If he if he play it's the running back in the first round thing I didn't really want to do. Juwan Taylor, despite my best efforts, Cole Holcomb. Dal- Dalton Reisner is a pretty good player. Yeah, I like Dalton Reisner. Nate Davis. Devin Bush didn't go in this. Damn shame. Andrew Van Ginkle, no. Tony Pollard. These are guys that we left on the board. Yeah, Byron Taylor, Murphy, Taylor Rapp. I would have liked to get Byron Murphy and Drake Greenlaw in there. But we didn't. But we didn't. Darius Slayton. Taylor Rapp. Bobby Okereke. I don't know how he likes to say it. Okariki. I mean, Okariki. He, right, but it was Okariki, and then like somebody told me it was oh, different. No. Somebody told me it was like Okereke, and I don't know if they're oh. trolling me or not, but like. Maybe I'm wrong. Here I am confidently going Okariki. And it's maybe like, I'm no, you're, maybe you're I'm actually an on idiot. my own podcast. I don't know. Oh, we screwed up really bad. Oh, no. Who'd we leave? I, I, I deserve the dunkings that I'm about to get. Who'd we leave? I mean, it's not, we didn't screw up real bad. We didn't have Dawson Knox. I would have drafted Dawson Knox in the first round. What? Listen, listen, brother. I like Dawson Knox, but you acted like you acted like we left a two-time All-Pro off the, the mafia board. will the mafia will let us know. I like Dawson Knox. I was a massive Dawson, Dawson Knox That's why fan I said. going into the draft. Okay, <laughs> I, hold on. I, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you you freaked me the f <laughs> out, dude. I mean, because some fan bases would be like, ah, oh, whatever. Bills fans, justifiably so, are gonna be pissed that Dawson Knox wasn't in this. Dawson when- Knox is good. Okay, I want to I want to make that extremely clear. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred eighty-eight yards, two hundred eighty-eight yards, five hundred eighty-seven. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In the past, in the past, happiest team in the league. Right to Josh Allen. I like Dawson Knox a lot. All right, I rang the I rang the panic alarm a little early. My God, dude, (laughs) out here making me think I've got to we've got to re-record the whole podcast. (laughs) Oh, that was good. You were really nervous, really nervous, freaking nervous. Because these exercise is hard. You know, you get it's really tough. You don't want to forget anybody, but it's also a blast. This is a lot of fun. Obviously, redrafting here. I'm still going down the this list, wondering time. if we missed any, like, breakout players. Oh, yeah. I mean, future Hall of Famer is going to be, like, right in front of us. No, Dude, they, M- Mitch Wisnowski was sitting right here, and we didn't even, we didn't even consider him. <laughs> <laughs> we did good. I, went th- I just went through it again. Okay. Um, Ja'Kai Polite just missed the cut God, on the redraft. Stop. <laughs> I mean, it's double pain. Florida for you, Jets you for me. Stop. We liked him. Tough. 
Tough it times. Was, we no, uh, we're good at self-deprecating on the pod. Tough, that, that was that was a tough scene. All right, folks. Well, hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. We had a lot of fun doing our redraft there. Uh, we're going to be doing redrafts of at least the 2020 NFL draft. I don't yes. know if we're going to do 2021 because it's early. Yeah, Maybe we'll have close. fun and do like 2018, I guess, if you guys want us to do that as well. But uh, if you like the format, fantastic. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, if, if you want us to change anything about how we do it, how you – think it might be better more entertaining one way or the other we are all ears for it we're here to make this podcast as fun as possible uh, hopefully you guys have seen that but uh next episode thursday summer scouting it is chapter two episode two of summer scouting running right. back position it's not going to be as deep with the background knowledge as the quarterback one was because quarterback we wanted to heavily get into about seven eight nine guys um running backs a little bit different there's a lot of really good running backs around the country so we want to try to intro as many guys and their skill sets as possible to you to make sure that you've got a good list of uh, of players to know for for college football season but uh but i'm excited to get back to summer scouting because i thought the last thursday's episode was back to basics back to what we we know we love to do and it was a lot of fun to get it kicked off it was awesome man i mean it's it's definitely a different exercise because there's a lot of situations that are truly still like up for opinion there were ones that weren't like we knew the Niners would take Nick Bosa again. We knew Arizona yeah, yeah, would take yeah, Kyler Murray again. There, but there's ones where we do this. We have the conversations. You and I don't always even agree. And that makes fun when the comments won't agree. Fun. Yep. Um, really, it, it really is a lot of fun. And then, yeah, summer scouting is going to be awesome because I think we we have a guy that's going to really destroy the brains of the like don't take running backs early in this mm. class this year because he's yes, that special. Yes, he's that do. special. So. I'm looking forward to getting into this group. I'm looking forward to a lot of the mock draft Mondays we have in store because I think they get more increasingly fun as they go along, as they get really crazy. And dude, before you know it, you're gonna be you're gonna be in New York here, dude. I so know. we're gonna have a good old time. I know we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good ass time. It's gonna start on Thursday with episode two of Summer Scouting. I'm Trevor Sikama. That's Connor Rogers. Thanks for listening to the NFL Stock Exchange. We'll see you on Thursday.